0: DAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's begin now.
1: do it, maybe. A little Sunday morning action. 9 to noon. Royals a little bit later this afternoon, but you get after hours until at least 12 o'clock today. A little bit of programming note. After today, no after hours on Sunday. Now that's not, you know, me telling you that I'm moving on and getting out of here. But after today, there is a pretty big Sunday in this city, which will be the Sunday following the NFL draft that is coming up right around the corner. There'll be a draft special that day. And then I am uh, taking a hiatus on Sundays until football season starts. So when you don't hear my voice, don't, you don't have to worry about texting in and being like, what happened to Dusty? Did he get fired? Not yet. We're flirting with it, though, I think. We'll keep it clean, though. It's a Sunday show. It's uh, Grand Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you here on After Hours. You heard the promo before the show started. Royals are going to be on Alt-96.5 on Thursday, uh, right after the Church of Laszlo. It still seems weird to say out loud. Um, I would like to be in that studio whenever Laszlo transitions from the Church of Laszlo to the Royals game. Um, You talk about two Kansas City radio icons. Uh, from Laszlo to Vern. But again, Vern's on deck show 5 30 p.m. on alt 965. Uh the game will be there. You can stream it on the Odyssey app. You can listen to it on the radio 965, but we'll have the draft coverage for you Thursday night. Um Vern's postgame show also on Alt 965 and NFL. Pretty big league. Pretty big day coming up on Thursday. We're actually like, I think we can go ahead and officially say that we have kicked off draft week. Um But Tuesday, uh, this week, April 25th, starting at 6.30 p.m. from the Landing and Liberty Roundtable Discussions plus audience Q&A emceed by Nick Schwartz. Panel of guests will be Nate Taylor, Mitchell Schwartz, among others. The event is free and open to the public. Um, Friday next week or this week, April 28th, following the Royals game, roughly around 7 p.m., the Character Concerns crew, Nick, Bink, and Chris, They'll be broadcasting live at Cinderblock during the second and third rounds. It's free and open to the public. And then Thursday night, that's all your action. Robin Carrington will be live streaming all over uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, AIM, AOL. Just kidding. Those things don't exist. Pete and Nate, they'll be at Arrowhead. Pete Sweeney, Nate Taylor. I'll be down live at the draft Thursday night and Friday night myself trying to gather some people around, get some interviews send them back to the studio, give you a good look at where I'm at and try to figure out what the hell is going on in the NFL draft. I'm absolutely scared. 100,000 people a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 300,000 people just for the draft coming into Kansas City. Should be a good time. Um, And then Nick, Bink, and Chris, they'll all be here in studio uh, anchoring all the information. So be sure to be locked into 610 Sports Radio for the entire week. I mean, Monday it's... It's gonna take off. Um, you know what didn't take off, Grant? I, I wondered, kind of like your opinion on this was uh, Dylan Brooks.
2: Pretty, pretty tough look for the Memphis Grizzlies organization last night. Yeah, you think? Uh, you
1: think that guy should be allowed to speak to the media uh, the rest of the way?
2: They talked a lot, a lot of smack all year long for them to be getting. Thirty balled in the first half.
1: He said, uh, Rebr- "He said LeBron is
2: old. Come at me when you get a forty
1: piece." LeBron last night twenty-five, nine, and five. Uh, he's thirty-eight years old.
2: Yeah, I mean at this point, LeBron's not really giving you forty. He doesn't need to. But he's passing it to Anthony Davis, who's just gonna dunk all over you, Dylan Brooks.
1: And then Dylan Brooks was uh, three of thirteen, uh, field goal percentage wise, uh, seven points, and got ejected. So, uh, I thought the video that was great was LeBron and warm-ups. You know, everybody's out there. Everybody's getting the feel for the, for the Lake show about to begin. And he just kind of went over to Dylan Brooks and said, hey, man, whatever you said, I don't really care. And then just kind of walked away and then went and slammed it, you know, just dunked it right in his face. Like, I understand, and I, I just want to talk about this briefly, and then we'll get into the, to the lead of the show. But I just, there are certain athletes that are off limits. LeBron is one of them. Michael Jordan was one of them. Kobe Bryant was one of them. Kind of thinking Patrick Mahomes might become one of them. Uh, you always see him get kind of petty when certain things arise. Um, and, uh, you know, you. the last time I can remember a team or at least an individual trying to talk some smack to, like, one of the better athletes was the Burrowhead comment. And then Joe Burrow was sacked four times in the first quarter. So it's not like... And I don't know if you saw this hockey video, but, like, uh, I forget what team it was, but their best player got, like, kind of cheap-shotted. Immediately afterwards, an entire brawl broke out. Like, if you're going to, like they say in the wire, if you're going to come to the king, you better not miss. Dylan Brooks uh, had no business saying what he said. I get it. Not everybody's a LeBron fan. Not everybody's, like, Team LeBron. For me, I've always kind of been connected to LeBron because he was one of those kids when I was in high school who was around roughly the same age as I was, three years older. But, like, he was somebody that I got to follow entire career-wise. Like, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 18. They were putting high school basketball games on ESPN. And it was like, oh, this guy might be special. And then his career that has unfolded. And you're going to poke a bear and say that I don't really mess around with old guys. And then LeBron, the last time he played him, I believe, had, like, 28-12-6. and And he talked about it. Now you're down 2-1. Not only did you piss LeBron off, you pissed the entire Lakers team off. And now the Lakers look like they might have a chance to make a little run. Seven seed, handling the two seed. John Morant had 45 last night. And Memphis still lost. And they got just beaten the snot out of in the first quarter. Like, I was already, it was over in the first quarter. It was over.
2: I got home middle of the first quarter, like, kind of excited, like, rubbing my hands together, like, driving home. Like, okay, I can watch Lakers, Grizzlies tonight, nightcap, go to bed, wake up after hours. I could turn it off middle of the second quarter. Yeah. The game was some, over as soon as I got home. You got some good sleep. Seriously.
1: Man. 25-9 and 5. Dylan Brooks, seven points, three of thirteen. In and that's why
2: you can't <laughs> talk, you can't talk this much trash as like a young team. Yeah. Like if you're an older team, like if you're the Warriors, you kind of get this, you're the grandfathered in of the smack talk. You can right. talk trash because you've done it. But the Grizzlies have never made the the West Conference finals. And then you get a couple of injuries, and now you're getting rocked by the seven-seed Lakers.
1: I mean, who'd have thought that Royals versus Angels would have been more entertaining than Lakers and Grizzlies?
2: Life comes at you fast. At least it did on Saturday. Shout out Hunter Dozier. Why? This is game-winning runs you dro- drove in yesterday. You still got picked off on the base pass. <laughs> I'm trying more. to be positive. I was just trying to be positive. Sorry. No, it's cool. It's the first segment.
1: That's right. Now, that game was fun last night. That was one of those, like, we had a couple dudes over, threw some cards around, had some cocktails, had some Palomas. I had to be careful with the Palomas because it's going to be summer season. That's a tequila cocktail. And you know what happens when, when this guy drinks tequila. I mean, just add, like, times 10 to my personality. And uh, so we were sitting there, had the Royals game on. And next thing you know, I'm like, wait a minute. This team's up 9-8. to eight. Now this team's up 11-8. Now this team's going to the ninth. Scott Barlow is out there. One, two, three. Rollis Chapman struck out Mike Trout on a 103-mile-an-hour fastball. Aroldis Chapman's going to get us a really good player to be named in cash is what that screams. Royals deal Rollis Chapman to the blank for player to be named in cash considerations. Or maybe they'll get some sort of prospect. Who knows? But he looks great. Um... Speaking of the draft, I had a take on Friday night. I still stand by this take, and I just really want to see the Chiefs move up. I understand that a lot of people think if there's anything, Jay Bingley included, who joined me Friday night at 6.30, thinks the Chiefs could possibly move out of the first round, which would kind of be anticlimactic for the opening night of the draft in Kansas City. Obviously, they're picking right now at 31, but who says you can't move up to, like, I don't know, 15th?
2: I don't think it would, it would be hard at all. I, I know there was a lot of joking last year about Clark saying you can't trade a pick. And, um, you know, listen, maybe there was some truth to it. Um, but I think that applied more to, uh, you know, in the off season or, like, last summer. You know, I mean, we're here now. So I think a trade down is part of the draft. And it gives people more of a reason to come back um, on Friday and see us um, do even more work. But that's – I think we're at the party now, so it's all – it's all up in the air, and, and I think anything's a possibility.
1: You can tell he's excited. You can tell he's goofy in the brain when it comes to the draft because it's where he really excels at is Brett Veach in the draft. And I understand that there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we well, you can get value at 31 if a receiver falls. But I don't necessarily believe that. I think the Chiefs, if they want to, with their type of stock that they can kind of build into the draft, could move up to 15th, trade with the Houston Texans, give them your first-round pick for their first-round pick. Obviously, they picked twice in the top 15. And I think this is one of those things where if you want to dictate where and when the receivers go, 15th is a good spot for that. You know that four of the top five picks are going to be quarterbacks. One's going to be a defensive lineman. So, really, you just have to make it to the next 10 picks. And then you can pick whichever receiver you plan on doing it with. You can take tcu guy you could take boston college whatever it is you want to take and i know a lot of people like lewis riddick who were on the drive um last thursday you know would say that you can still find value at 31 you can still find a guy at receiver at 31 but it's like do you want to get a guy that maybe is being slept on or do you want to go get a guy that is for sure, surefire, number one, next four years, together with Patrick Mahomes, and build it. And this is what Lewis Rick had to say with a wide receiver available at 31.
0: Yeah, they very well could. Look, Johnson's going to have to make sure that he gets things straightened out as far as the consistency with which he catches the ball. Look, I can remember Andy Reid telling us when when we were all together in Philly, the number one thing a wide receiver needs to do before you need, before you can run and jump and do all this crazy stuff that everybody loves is got, got to be able to catch the ball. It's kind of a requirement of the position, and so people who who have issues with doing that consistently really turn him off. So we'll see if that's something that they feel as though isn't a long term problem, but something that's correctable. As far as Jalen Hyatt, look, he's just. I think he fits probably what people think of when you think of Kansas City wide receiver: super fast, a guy who can who can work the middle of the field as a slot player, has enough speed on the outside to really stretch the field vertically. Um, a guy who, after the catch, can take the short passes, the shallow crosses, the mesh concepts underneath, and turn them upfield and rip off a 70-80-yard run. Yeah, so those guys kind of – a guy like him fits what they've had in the past. Quentin probably fits – more what they need a big strong x or z on the outside who you know like i remember Devonte adams telling me look the, that guy who when you know you need it you just throw it up to him and you can go and beat the other guy so we'll see but those two guys are intriguing prospects for sure
1: so intriguing prospects for the chiefs at 31 also if you want to take the easy route like i already saw the text line if we move up they're taking edge fair point I mean, if you could get you a big nasty dog on the outside at 15, wouldn't be mad about it. I just love the
3: arsenal for Patrick Mahomes. Go get you a young wide receiver or do the James Palmer route. That's what everybody's looking for, right? Another weapon for Patrick Mahomes. And a true headlines just the other day when uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College was down there working out with Patrick Mahomes in Texas. And, and General Manager Brett Veach told us yesterday, it's the power of Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants to be down there working out with them but it really was a different position group that stood out most to me during the press conference and that's the defensive line they love that they went out and got charles women in free agency remember they lost Kalen saunders they lost frank clark and they believe a can play base defensive end but slide and be an interior pass rusher next to chris jones they think the two of them next to each other could be very good but getting deeper on that defensive line Looks to be something Brett Veach could be going after. Remember, each of the last two drafts, Omar, he's really had a position group he focused on. Two years ago was the offensive line after that abysmal Super Bowl performance. And then this past year, it was the cornerbacks and the secondary that he went after. Look for them to target defensive line. Now, there's a ton of them, a zillion, if you're going (laughs) to quote Daniel Jeremiah. And they all have a lot of different traits and qualities in how they play the position. The two that the Chiefs are most focused on, one being intelligence – Beach said with Steve Spagnuolo, he's been around a lot of coaches. He's never been around a coach that had some higher premium on intelligence on that defensive line. George Karloft has had a lot of it this past year. And then also versatility, being able to move around that defensive line.
1: What say you? Wide receiver, edge rusher. Either way, whatever they do, I trust it. And I know Brett Beach hasn't been here since the year 2000. But according to NFL stats on Twitter, teams with the most players drafted with the first-team All-Pro selection since 2001, there are only three teams higher than the Chiefs. The Patriots, the Ravens, and the 49ers. The Kansas City Chiefs with 14 first-team All-Pro selections since 2000. Got to think a bulk of that came under the Brett Veach era. On the other side, here on After Hours, when we come back from a commercial break, It's a week before the draft, and I always find interesting that these story headlines tend to make news because now the quarterbacks are starting to move all around when it comes to the top three picks in the NFL draft. This is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats,
1: drinks, scenic views. I mean,
0: you don't even have to like
1: country music and this song just slaps. My
0: only thought was
2: makes her clothes fall Does that happen off. to you, Dusty? Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Me too.
0: I, told her put an extra I don't know why tequila is
1: so different than everything else. I know like, what I feel like every... Joe Nichols, patrol. by the way, great song. Um I just find it weird that like every like liquor has a side effect that affects everyone the same. Like too much whiskey is always gonna make everyone super angry. I feel like is the is the notion with whiskey. Vodka, you're just you're headed you're headed to blackout station. Just because it just blends in so well with every like drink. Like everyone always like I remember the first time uh Uh, That sweet tea flavored vodka came out. I think it was like Burnett's is what I had. Some people drink like Firefly or whatever it was. And I love iced tea. Like, I mean, number one drink in my life, iced tea for sure, other than water. Um, And I remember my buddy and I got that. We just literally got water and ice and mixed it with that. And, dude, I woke up with a can of Chef Boyardee next to the bed, didn't even know what happened. And I don't. I think that might have been the last time, and the first time that I'd had Chef Boyardee at that point in my life. Like, night, I was like 22. And I was like spaghetti and
2: meatballs. Like, things that's still a thing. One time we did a bunch. We were drinking a bunch of tequila oh. at, in K State. Oh. And apparently, as we were coming, we were walking back to our, my apartment. Yeah. I was like shedding articles of clothing Hell yeah. on the walk back. Hell yeah. People you behind were, me were like picking it up and like, You on, were ready great.
1: for it, man. Yeah. Someone from the text line says, whiskey is a drink that hurts others. Tequila is a drink that hurts yourself. <laughs> That's pretty well played. I just never have a bad time on tequila. Like I, uh, I guess I used to proud myself as a bourbon hunter. I think I've transitioned to tequila.
2: Doing all the fancy tequilas now? Yeah, I think so. Who's got them all? George Clooney's got one.
1: He's got one, made a ton of money off it, sold does it. Tom Cruise have one? Somebody Probably. Does. Who knows? Tom Cruise doesn't really seem like a tequila drinker, let alone— Was he th-
2: allowed to? I'm not even sure what the rules of his particular— Scientology. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like he's the kind of guy that overly hosts. Like, when you get to Tom Cruise's house, like, he doesn't drink anything, but, but he's, he's, constantly got like, yeah. Yeah, he's constantly, like, filling your cup. Would you like some more? No, Tom. I I literally am only halfway through this drink.
2: Okay. I got my cocktail license. I can yeah. make any cocktail in the world, but I don't drink. He wasn't cocktail, was he? He was, yeah. yeah. Good movie.
1: Dustman Costco vodka is the way to go. Yeah, Kirkland. Uh, It's made, I'm pretty sure, in the same place as, uh, I think it's Grey Goose. I was
2: going to say Grey Goose, too. I think that's right.
1: I think that's what it is. So, yeah, you can get that big handle, Daddy, for like, you know.
2: But I know exactly what you're bucks. talking about. Yeah. I think it was Burnett's. They had raspberry vodka. That good. was one of the first things I really binge-drinked as a watch young man.
1: You, you got to watch out, man.
2: That stuff gets you. Because you're like, oh, it tastes so good.
1: Yeah, like our parents had wine coolers. And you're in hell. I remember I snuck one of those when I was like 14. It was like a peach Bellini wine cooler that had like the aluminum foil like skin around the, the top. I remember I took that sucker outside, took like two big pulls off it. I was like, ugh. This is what my parents drink? And then I remember my stepdad caught me. He's like, no, that's what your grandmother drinks. We drink Bush Light. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I like tequila, man. Get a little, you get a nice little Reposado. Put it on some ice. Squeeze a little lime in that glass. Let it sweat. Might change your life. Um, I thought it was interesting that, yeah, I guess it was two days ago that with everything that is involved with the NFL and like sports these days with legal sports gambling, especially here in Kansas and among other states that uh, have started to kind of evolve into this, we we get news in a weirder way now. Like now it's instead of reports are saying that so-and-so has moved up in the draft – Now it's like betting odds. And what I mean by that is Will Levis is now the betting favorite to go number two overall. Um, Bryce Young is the overwhelming favorite, according to Pro Football Talk. Or, yeah, this is Pro Football Talk's uh, Florio saying this. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is the overwhelming favorite to be number one overall. Uh, The intrigue starts at number two. Uh, You ready for this? Screen time, Grant, was down 8%. I'm always a one upper and I don't mean, I'm like an accidental one upper.
2: That's really tough because my screen time was down 7%.
1: You're like, and you're I was like, up. man, I
2: got it. Like, I'm yep. working towards
1: it. So, for those that don't know, iPhones and uh, Apple watches will tell you if your screen time was up or down. So, depending on how many, like, you know, late nights you're staring at your phone with whatever you do, I'm not assuming everybody does the same thing that I do. Um, but Grant's was down 7%, mine down 8%. For your average of three hours and 30 minutes a day
2: I'm on not, my phone. I'm not telling you my number.
1: That's the most depressing thing ever. You are on your phone, Dusty Likens. An average of three hours and 39 minutes a day.
2: Down 8% though. So, you know, last last week it was almost four hours.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a loaded stat there. Hey, you're down 8%. From last week where you were staring at your phone for four hours a day. That's insane. 20 hours of, of the day where I'm not. And I'm probably sleeping for six of them, so that's
0: sad.
2: It's like stepping on a digital scale for your brain. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But again, Will Levis now the overwhelming favorite to go number two, uh, where the Texans haven't tipped their hand and haven't indicated that they would consider trading down or taking a non-quarterback. And a lot of this has to go because for most of the pre-draft process, Ohio State's quarterback, CJ Stroud, was the favorite to go second overall. But his odds dropped amid increasing talk with that the Texans and other teams aren't as high on him as they believed. Because of the new testing they do for quarterbacks, he scored an 18%. And now, your top three picks... Your top three picks are no longer, because remember CJ Stroud was like the overall favorite three weeks ago. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, CJ Stroud, Ohio State," didn't make it. Then it was Bryce Young, for a splash. It was Anthony Richardson, and now are we about to see because of these testings that they do? Like the this is the what killed Andrew or uh, this is what killed Drew Locke. Because a lot of people were like, how is Drew Locke falling this far in the draft? How is he falling this far in the draft? And it was the situational testing of like, hey, they're playing a three deep zone. They got, you know, this guy blitzing. what do you do in this situation? And it was just like, uh, throw it to the open guy. Not what we want to hear, Drew. Not what we want to hear. You're going to get drafted by Denver. You're going to get traded to Seattle. You're then going to be taking your job from Geno Smith. Your job is to be taken by Geno Smith, and then Seattle's going to draft another quarterback, and you're going to be the third-string quarterback. Great life, never going to get hurt, going to make some change, going to have a good time. But you see this stuff always happen right before the draft. And this is also part of how this thing always seems to happen. With the NFL draft, a
3: huge
1: week upcoming in Kansas City. Of course, all your... Draft Talk, 610 Sports Radio. But it's interesting that it's always like the week before that this type of stuff kind of breaks out. And when it comes to CJ Stroud and it comes to this type of thing and that he's starting to slip in the draft, and now you're going to have Will Levis, number two overall, banana peel eating, coffee drinking with a little dollop of mayo in it. Seems like a couple of red flags maybe you want to stay away from. Or maybe it's just publicity stuff.
2: A couple of grapes short of a bunch there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And as Bigley says, he's got uh, biceps the size of uh,
2: MAC-10 trucks. Looks the part. Seems the part. You think he comes up with that stuff, like the mail and coffee thing, like get some buzz, get some hype generated? You think there's a PR guy out there? Like, just say something crazy just so people are talking about you.
1: Yeah, I definitely think there's like some – No
2: one is that weird. I mean,
1: the banana thing was cringy. Like, he's just staring into the camera shirtless with, like, huge arms, eating a banana with a peel on it. Now, there's probably somebody like the Liver King who will be like, there's so much, like, nutrients within the peel um, that can give you a bonus. I don't know. But the mayo and coffee thing seems like one of those, like, eh. There's no way, like, you wake up in the morning and, like, I always get, like, you know, crapped on because I put almond milk in my coffee. People are like, oh, do you drink that with your pinky out? I'm like, no, I just like the taste of almond milk in the coffee. It's a little sweeter. I couldn't imagine someone getting up, taking a lid off a Miracle Whip jar, right into your coffee, stir it up. I mean, I already think it's weird that people eat their fries with mayonnaise. You seen those people? People do that stuff. Get a side of mayo to dip their fries in. Can't imagine putting it in your coffee. But again, Will Levis now the betting favorite to go number two overall. And, again, it's always weird when you see these type of things because of, like, gambling sites. DraftKings now has Will Levis as a, you know, plus 125 at two. The other thing that's interesting, too, about how this stuff always happens is, like, the gambling thing, how this shakes up the draft. This, again, if you missed this report about the players that were gambling, Detroit's future stud wide receiver Jameis Williams – He was doing that, now suspended six games, others a full game. But again, news that breaks right before the draft.
4: The way you stop it is to do what the NFL did today, which is major significant suspensions, three players suspended indefinitely, banishment, which means you're suspended a year, and then you have the ability to reapply after that year. Two of those players, uh, C.J. Moore and Quinton Severs from the Alliance, have been released. Uh, The commanders are cooperating with the NFL and still looking into Uh, the Shaka Tony suspension, the banishment suspensions, the one year were for gambling on NFL games. So that is essentially similar to what, or the same as what Calvin Ridley got. So I think the message is pretty clear. If you gamble on NFL games, it's going to be a year at least. The other part of this was interesting to me as well. Um, The Stanley Berryhill and then Jamison Williams, obviously a big name, You know, one of the budding young stars of the league, and obviously if people play fantasy, someone who is, you know, going to be a big fantasy name, suspended six games for gambling on college games from the facility. Hate to see it.
1: Temptation is a very, very potent drug. In the facility, betting on college games, just can't do it. And now what? Detroit, some people would say, probably not going to draft a receiver still. Could shake up the draft. They're picking, I believe, at like 18th. Let that be where it starts. Then slide into pick 23, Veach. Get you a wide receiver. Again, I'm just big-time team, you know. Want to be that guy. Get as many weapons as you can. Somebody from the text Grant from the 480 says, starting Thursday, your phone screen time is going to go to 18 hours. I got TV. Yeah. TV doesn't have Twitter on it.
2: Because isn't it? I'm not on Twitter for 18 hours a day. That's fair. The draft is a big background event for me.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Even in Kansas City?
2: Yeah. Okay. I might go to the draft. Still haven't decided if I'm going Thursday or not. But if I don't, I'm not watching every pick. I'll watch the first, like, 20 minutes when they do all the fun KC stuff. Yeah. But, like, picks, like, 7 through 29, I do not care about.
1: That is going to be an exceptionally long process, picking at 31. If they do, in fact,
2: stay at 31. I'll and, have Twitter ready. I'll be checking everything. I'll know who's getting drafted. I'll see the lists. And then if something changes with the Chiefs, obviously, I'll figure it out. But
1: This guy says a uh, lady at his work puts butter in her coffee. That's messed up. Not into that. Keep that crema out of my coffee, man. Um the future is bright for one, uh, for one head coach. I just don't even think that we've gotten to the apex of where it's going to go. And I mean, I mean, ween, I mean to say this because you all know who I'm talking about. We're talking about Deion Sanders. The future for Deion Sanders is just astronomically high.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
1: Nasty on the text line 816 Thanks for being on today Dusty Love listening to you at work while playing with my meat I'm a meat cutter Okay I'm glad you entered that in parenthesis Big Hall of Notes guys by the way Classic like 80's look to this band as well like you had the white guy with the blazer always and like lifted the sleeves. You had like the curly head dude with the mustache. A little bit later on, we'll do the out of left field question. We'll do that at 11 o'clock, engage the audience with everybody. I feel like that's the time everybody's kind of moving a little bit more. I got the, uh, got the parents coming over today. They're uh, insanely jealous. that I have a Blackstone. So I just, you know, made him an offer. I said, anytime you want to come over and try Smash Burgers, you let me know. That phone got texted on Tuesday. Hey, that offer still stand? Oh, yeah. I'll throw down on some Smash Burgers anytime. A16, I think Brett Veach and Lewis Riddick talk for sure. Lewis Riddick is probably like, if not the most top three most respected people around the NFL that doesn't work in the NFL. Like, I was pretty sure he was going to be a GM. Never really got that job. I think he just probably didn't want it because he's got a great gig already. He's, like, basically the GM of NFL, like, ESPN. It's like, oh, yeah, Lewis Riddick. Yeah, I'll talk to that guy because he's cool and professional. So, yeah, I 100%, like, for a fact. I don't know for a fact, but I would, I would put a mortgage payment that Veach and Louis Riddick are, like, you know. He's telling him more than he's telling other people. You think Schefter, like, texts these guys every day? Or, like, their agents, like, every day?
2: I don't know. You think he's dealing more with agents or dealing more with GMs? I feel like he's more of an agent guy. Do GMs have agents? Like, does Veach have an agent? Well, I just meant kind of agents in general, but. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, but, like, Veach probably has an agent. Like, somebody
1: that he can, like, fish off to, like, Schefter. Like, yeah, this dweeb texts me, like, once a week. Just respond with this if he texts you.
2: I think he's just got them all in, like, a group text. Like, hey, morning, guys. Yeah. Let me know what you got.
1: Like, I feel like Rappaport's probably a little bit more calm with it. His, like, personality kind of gives me that inclination. Glazer and Schefter both are just, like, I feel like the guy that's, like, they send the Double tap question mark on a text they sent two days ago because they haven't gotten a response yet. Knowing damn well that that's going to alert your phone. Any news on uh, what you guys are thinking? Nothing. They like sit at their phone waiting for the three dots to come up to wait for them to respond.
2: CJ Stroud? Question mark?
1: Yeah. 18% on the test. Some of them, they went six. You know, Jameis Williams was putting a rack on Mahomes to win MVP in Kansas City Super Bowl champs. <laughs> that's yeah.
2: Uh-uh. Apparently he wasn't betting on the NFL games.
1: Nope, that's why he only got six games. If you bet on the NFL, you get a full year. He was betting on college games at Detroit's facility. So like, <laughs>
2: like. So what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Today, place a couple of wagers.
1: Yeah. I didn't bet on the NFL. You can't bet anyway. You can't go to a casino. You can't gamble. Just don't do it. That's gonna be one of the toughest things that. I don't know. That just has to be, like, one of those, like, like I'm not married nor good-looking, but I can only imagine how hard it is for guys that are not good-looking married men that go out and there's a smoke show that, like, looks at you and you got to play it cool. Same thing for Williams. Man, I know you know these guys at this college football team. Just don't bet on them. You can act like you would. Well, if I could get on my phone and get on DraftKings and bet, I would on this college game. One thing that I thought was interesting yesterday was the uh, the spring games in uh, college football. And I don't know if you saw this shot yesterday, Grant, but there was a video of Colorado's spring game from a year ago. Maybe 100 people there. Maybe 100 people there. Seriously. Which I don't know how, like, crazy you get for spring games. I'm sure in Manhattan they get a little bit more wilder than they do in Lawrence or Mizzou, but still it just kind of seems like one of those things that, like, people are just, like, pining for football so bad they just have to go feel it. And, dude, Colorado had a sellout yesterday. Maybe not a full-on blown solo sellout crowd, but, I mean, it looked like there was an actual game being played because of what Deion Sanders is building there in, like, seven months.
2: Less than that, even.
1: Yeah. And I know there's people out here that think that the way that he's going about it is unprofessional, that maybe it's not, you know, the greatest way to do it. But, man, like, Dion is, like, really good at selling his product to everybody from the kids that he's recruiting. Like, did you see the white cowboy hat that man was wearing yesterday? Like, he knew exactly what he's doing. And, like, if people at Colorado are going to get mad when Dion leaves in three years and goes and gets, like, a major job, like, I don't know if he'll ever get Florida State's job. Could. But, like, if he ever, like, left Colorado, and to be like, he left us. Like, you should have known from day one that Dion wasn't going to be there at the full time. It's and a very
2: classic college coach situation. Coming yeah. as flashy as possible.
1: Jackson State, Colorado, telling kids that first day, like, y'all better hit the portal. We got some luggage already in here and some places that are already locked up. We're going to come
2: around and tap a few of d- you dudes yeah. on the shoulder. <laughs> y'all got to get.
1: Get out of here. And then he went to the, what was it, the weight room? The guy's wearing the wrong socks. You got to get out of here, man. You know you're not in uniform.
2: He tells all these stories. He's like, yeah, I sat my son. Sat my son in a conference championship game. Got to be on time to meetings. Which is crazy because you know that
1: Dion was the kid that he's trying not to have these kids be, which is fine. Like, maybe he learned his lesson and maybe he had one of those, like, you know, come to the Lord moments where he's like, man, if I could do it different, I would have still been prime but I would have done it maybe in a little bit more of a humble way, which I would have hated that because Deion Sanders, again, was a little bit ahead of my time, so I didn't really watch prime Deion. I knew about Deion, but it's just crazy to see that what he's doing in Colorado, and I think the NFL is where he's going. Like, I think the NFL is where Deion Sanders will go eventually. And the team that makes sense that would hire somebody like Deion Sanders, I told you this during the break, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. History. Likeability, popularity—all three things that Jerry Jones would be like. We could sell this in Dallas, and Dion would definitely do it. The way that he's able to recruit, the way that he's able to use his brand, and the way that he has turned Colorado into like—like, like, do you think Colorado is winning the Pac-12? Uh,
2: no. Who wins the Pac-12? I don't know, but not Colorado. No U- chance. USC?
1: Yeah, probably with Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams.
2: That game will be Oregon. prime time. One hundred percent. No
1: pun intended. That game will be a primetime game. And ESPN be,
2: put their. I know it's. Yeah. I know it's Saturday in April, but they put their game on ESPN proper. Yeah, their spring game. There were
1: like eight spring games on ESPN. And Plus then immediately
2: yesterday. after it, they played the the Dion thirty for thirty. Good for him, man. Good for him. And just to be able to play your own, play your kid at quarterback. Like, yeah, my kid's just gonna come to a pack. Power five school and play quarterback. Yeah. That's how it's going to be.
1: Yep. And I'm going to get the best corner. I'm going to get all these recruits from other schools because now we have the transfer portal and and I'm just going to build a powerhouse.
2: I wonder if that was his sales pitch to those guys. Like, hey, come to Jackson State. We're probably bouncing here in like a year or two.
1: You won't be here long.
2: It's like we're going to go somewhere else and you're coming with me.
1: Then we're going to go to Colorado. Oh, okay. Sweet. On the other side, blue check marks. You paying? You saying the hell with it? It's Twitter dead. All that plus... Elon Musk did realize there was one superstar that needed their blue check mark.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks,
1: scenic views. Georgia
3: Free as a breeze,
1: not to had like a the frozen trees, cocktail. Whistling tunes that you know <laughs> That's know I felt southern night. It was called uh, attitude Dice, adjustment. It was like frozen orange pineapple life. and some rum. Delicious. Some bad news out of the uh, you know retail world. According to CNN. Bed Bath & Beyond files for bankruptcy. For a realtor that didn't keep up with the shifts and shopping trends. Bed Bath & Beyond soon to be gone. Helped me, me
2: out in a lot of uh, last second Christmas shopping.
1: That and weddings.
2: Shout out to Bed Bath & Beyond.
1: Yep. Bed Bath & Gone. I really never shopped there at all. Um... But it was one of those places I was always overwhelmed. Like, that's what I felt like Amazon's warehouse looked like. And a lot of people will say that Amazon's the reason why this place is, uh, is going under. But I don't know if you've ever been to Bed Bath & Beyond. Everything was, like, insanely expensive.
2: Insanely expensive. And their aisles are all super tall. Yeah. you got like, 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 yeah. that big thing in the middle.
1: I'll take that uh, pillowcase at the top. You know, one of those, like, little hooks to bring down. And then, like, when you went to, like, their dishes section, you are like, I don't even know. I just know that I'm just going to lay in this, you know, feature bed that's sitting out here that looks really comfortable. that yeah. probably, like, eight other people have laid in today.
2: I don't want your cheapest set of sheets. I just want the one that's one up from yeah. the cheapest because that's all I can afford.
1: I think I get my sheets at Target. I never got sheets there. Just- yeah. Way to go, Grant. Bed Bath & Beyond, filing for bankruptcy.
2: Wasn't that sh- integral to the sh- the movie Click, that Adam mm-hmm. Sandler movie? Yeah, it's when he fell, he, he, he fell asleep worked and... there, didn't he? Now oh, he no, just he went in there the
1: and fell asleep and met Christopher Walken. That man was on some edibles. Like if you fall asleep in a store and like Christopher Walken is giving you like a fast forward rewind remote, you're on some you're on some heavy heavy gummies. Uh, but I do think this was like kind of interesting. The other uh, like I guess it's been a while now. Well, not a while. It's been a, like a week or so. Um, the blue check mark disappearance and basically it started out as like elon musk was like yeah i'm just gonna give lebron one like he's lebron james he gets it and you're like okay so is there like a standard or is this just weird and then all of a sudden i saw tyreek hill come out and tweet and he was like elon musk if you're gonna give lebron uh lebron james a check mark how does patrick mahomes not get one and then mahomes like tweeted at him and was like, "What the heck? I need my blue check mark back." And almost like instantly, he got it. And he was like, "Appreciate it." And now this whole like debacle of the blue check mark, which is kind of interesting because do you feel like, do you feel like Twitter could be saved? Like, do you think you could ever get back to like 2012, 2013 Twitter?
2: No, I mean yeah. it's way too far gone at this point. It now, could get like, back to like three years ago Twitter, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but not under Elon Musk. No. It's way too much of like a vanity project for him. Yeah. He just wants people to be like, "Oh, Elon, you're great." Bow to me.
1: Yeah. You want a blue check mark? Kiss my toe. What is it like 8.99 a month if you want it?
2: I have no idea. I'm never going to pay for it. So. No.
1: I mean, there is like like our station's not paying for people to get a blue check mark. Like I don't know if that's official.
2: I don't even I don't have any followers. It's not worth it for me to ever do that. I mean, Chris
1: Messina had one. And he knew it was a mistake. Like, he was even telling me that like he goes, dude, I was running like games for the Royals in 2015, and like Vern's just like a, a badass. You know, he's just like, thanks to blah, blah, blah for the production back in the studio today. And then it's just like, he would say Chris is named in the World Series, probably. And like, Twitter's like, oh, we got to get this guy. He's verified. Like he's, he's involved with, and like, Chris is like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Felt bad for him. Not Carrington. He loses it. Caring to fall like hell for it, and then gone. See it, But it's just kind of sad that, like, you have to pay for it now. Because, like, before you would have, like, you know, there was a lot of people verified just because it went through the process. Now it doesn't matter who you are. You want it, you can have it. It's
2: like the Wild West a little bit.
1: It is kind of interesting. I
2: don't really know who's, if they're verified for the right reason. I'm not going to look into it. Yeah. But if people say it's true, I'm just kind of rolling with it. It will be interesting if on draft night, If we get a couple of uh, the fake accounts out there Uh. tweeting, like, uh, Will Levis, second overall, it turns out it's not true. Not at all.
1: Uh, Speaking of the draft, when we come back, a little archive clip of how many people got it so wrong, and yet still people to this day still can't seem to learn their lesson.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.